Hello again. Hello again. Hey, give those guys a hand. Those are my brothers and sisters. Uh, I get to, uh, they always do such an awesome job leading us in worship. They work all week long, really hard, preparing with those songs. And uh, they, they're going to come back up and rock us out in just a little bit. That sounded so cheesy, but I went with it, okay? So, um, so uh, like I said earlier, about two minutes, two or three minutes ago, uh, I'm excited about our service today, right? Uh, I'm excited because we'll be taking part in the Lord's Supper. As a matter of fact, that's why I'm up here, right? We're talking about the Lord's Supper. I'm gonna, I want to make sure before we do this Lord's Supper thing we, that we got it down, all right? Now, if you're like, I've heard Ben sing, I've heard some Ben speak, and he kind of sounds like super gravelly and stuff, that's because I've been sick all week, all right? And literally, like this morning, my voice has been getting better because I think that's the Lord providing for my voice. But like this earlier this morning, it was like, blah, 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 and now it's better, and so hopefully... It doesn't sound like a monster speaking to you right now. Does it sound okay? So if all of a sudden I like, that's the reason I have this mic instead of the one to where I can do like this and go crazy with my hands is so if I start coughing, I can, instead of just being like, blah, 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 blah. And so if I just all of a sudden do, you know, vampire cough, because vampire cough is like the, the, high, high, the best way to do it, high genetically, whatever, sorry. But anyway, so I just wanted to preface my, my message with that, that uh, I'm just getting over being sick, but uh, it's going to take a lot more than that to stop me from getting to come share with you guys. So um, really quick, a question. Whenever I think about the Lord's Supper, it makes me think about this. Anybody grow up in church? Raise your hand if you grew up going to church. I grew up going to church. Uh, I was a church kid. Um, anybody else, when you came in on a Sunday and you saw this type of setup up front, you were just like, oh, yes, free juice. This is going to be awesome. Probably going to get out of here a little early today, get to go to Ryan's early, get my buffet on. I went nuts. Free juice. Uh, we always had like the, the little, did y'all have those little chiclet sized pieces of bread that were like, they just cut them out of cardboard and said it was bread. Right, I, that wasn't a fan of that, but like I love the juice. Um, I, I still love grape juice to this day. I think because of the Lord's Supper, um, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't wine. I would then I would have a whole problem, a whole other problem there. But um, <laughs> here, let me be honest with you guys. Can we be honest in church? When that, whenever the Lord, whenever we did the Lord's Supper when I was growing up in church, um, after our service, I would sneak off, right? Because I had found this room that I could sneak off to where they would take all the leftover juice, okay? they take all the, you, you guys are ahead of me. they they take all the leftover juice. I'd sneak away from my parents after the service. I'd sneak into this room, and I'd just go to town, like just drinking all of these juices. Again, very, very glad it was not uh, actually wine, okay, because then they would have just found me, like, dancing like David did, uh, undignified and all. But um, so I would just go to town like just drinking all of these juices, I would slip back out and then catch up with my parents. They'd be like, where were you? I was like, nowhere. My mouth is just purple. And I'm like, just like doing like this. I'm so hyper and just ready to go. And it's just like, I, I wasn't pulling it off. Listen, guys, I just, I just confess to 
stealing and lying in church. Okay, I just, I'm just laying it out there. I feel like I confess to you. I can confess to you guys. I can be open. I can be honest. So you might have to like pay me back for that one a little bit later on if that's cool. So, um, but here's the thing, okay? When I think about the Lord's Supper, I think about growing up in church and doing the Lord's Supper. And, and one thing that I didn't really grasp until later on in life was the importance of the Lord's Supper. Right? Maybe, maybe you grew up calling it communion. I might, might use those words kind of interchangeably today, but, but I didn't understand the importance of the Lord's Supper. Like I, I understood kind of what we were doing, a little bit of why we were doing it, but I didn't have a grasp of, of the seriousness of it, right? the importance of it or the, the beautiful awesomeness of what it represents. And so today, I just want to talk super quickly. If you know me, I can talk not so super quickly, but I promise it's going to be super quick. I just want to talk really quick and make sure my goal today is before we actually take part in communion uh, as, a, as a church body, as brothers and sisters in Christ, before we actually take part in the Lord's Supper, that we make sure that we know why it is we do what we do and why it is so important to us. Is that cool? So if you've got your Bible, I, what I want to do first is just read our passage that we're going to be looking at, and I want to pray for us really quickly. So Luke 22, if you've got a Bible, it'll be on the screen if you don't. If you've got a phone, you can, like, click to it. Got to love iPhones and Androids. I'm not going to get into that argument right now, but okay, Luke 22, verses 14 through 20. It says this, and when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup and when he had given it, when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the, the cup after they had eaten, saying this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Let me pray for us really quick, guys, and then we're going to jump into it. Father, um, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the Lord's Supper, everything it represents. I pray that you would just open our hearts, our eyes, our ears, clear our minds of the distractions, and just teach us something here today. Flex your muscles in this place. Do something only you can do in our hearts. And help me not have uh, Moses moments. And help my voice be strong so that we can hear it. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, the Lord's Supper, right? In my Bible, anybody, anybody else's Bible have kind of like um, the uh, sections kind of titled out? Anybody else like that? In my Bible, uh, this passage is labeled as the institution of the Lord's Supper. Anybody else out there got something like that? The institution of the Lord's Supper, which is basically like saying it's the introduction of the Lord's Supper. Like, this is something new, okay? So, it's, for us, it might not be new. We might have done this multiple times a year our entire lives. The apostles that Jesus was, was breaking bread with and sharing the cup with, 
they don't know what the Lord's Supper is, right? But they're under the impression that they're celebrating this thing called the Passover, all right? The Passover meal, which um, for them as, as Jewish men, they would have celebrated every single year of their life. I mean, they've been with Jesus for about three years, something like that, give or take. They probably are celebrated the Passover with Jesus, right? And so for them, I think it, it's kind of, this, this cool idea that I was thinking about I was, I was, as, I was, as I was preparing, there we go, um, that to them, they're just like, yeah, we've done this before. This is a big deal, but, you know, we've done this before. This is just a normal Passover meal. This is going to be great, and then we're going to move on. So if you don't know what the Passover is, let me give you a rundown really quickly, okay? Um, every year, the Jewish people would celebrate a holiday called the Passover, and, and they'd have feasts and they'd have meals together celebrating and remembering God's delivering their people out of slavery in Egypt hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Anybody remember a guy named Moses? Anybody? Right? God used Moses uh, way back when, along with some pretty legit plagues, I remember all those things, to, uh, to deliver the Jewish people from their slavery in Egypt, right? And, and with the last plague that God uses before Pharaoh's finally like, you know what? Enough with these plagues. Get these people out of here. Like the last plague that he does, uh, what happens is the Spirit of the Lord uh, covers the land of Egypt, sweeps through the land of Egypt, and takes the lives of every firstborn son in Egypt. Unless, unless the people were to slaughter a lamb and then take its blood and, and rub it over the entranceway of their house. And because God accepted that sacrifice of that lamb, he would pass over their house, pass over the houses of those who had put their faith in this covenant that he had made with them to spare their firstborn. And so after that, they started to celebrate that. Right, that's a good thing to celebrate, that, that the Lord delivered us from that pain, that hurt, that loss. They started to celebrate that occasion. They called it Passover, right, because of the Spirit of the Lord passed over. And so I think it's interesting to start here, right, to start with this this sacrifice um, of, of this lamb so that, the, so that the lives of their firstborn son would be slain. And this is what they're celebrating. This is what the mindset of the disciples is in this moment of this passage that we just read. But like I said, my Bible labels this passage as the institution of the Lord's Supper, right? Something new, right? Because at this particular Passover, Jesus is revealing something to the disciples He's given them a new reason to celebrate. Look at verse 15 really quickly. 15 says this, And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I have earnestly desired. That's awesome. So Jesus is telling the disciples that this Passover is, is a special Passover. Right? This isn't your normal Passover meal. This is something special. He's been looking forward to to this specific meal, this specific time with his disciples. And then he says these words, and I think it throws the disciples off. He says, before I suffer. Right? Anybody ever said something to you and you're just like, come again? Like, what was that? Repeat that last part. Like, what? Did you just say before I suffer? Like, what, before you suffer? Like, what are you talking about? This is, this celebration, the Passover celebration is about us not having to suffer. Right? That God passed over us from suffering. And I think at that point, the disciples kind of get a little confused. But here's what ha what's happening. 
Jesus was pointing them towards what would happen next. He's preparing the disciples for his crucifixion that would happen just days later, hours later. Check out the first part of verse 19. It says, and he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. So Jesus takes some bread. Again, a normal occurrence, but he takes some bread, he breaks it. Just, just rips it apart, breaks it into tiny little pieces, and he gives it out to each and every one of the disciples and says, this is my body. This is what's going to happen. This is what happens to me next. This is what's going to happen. He's telling the disciples that his body would be broken. Then in, in verse 20, he's taken and he's broken the bread. In verse 20 says, and likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So he breaks the bread, gives it to them, and he passes this cup around, right? Passes this cup around, um, and he tells them that this represents his blood poured out, telling his disciples that his blood would be poured out. So the disciples, thinking this was a normal Passover celebration, have now heard Jesus saying, this is different, right? I'm, I'm excited about this time in particular because this is the time before I suffer and I'm not going to take part in this for a long time, that his body was going to be broken and his blood was going to be poured out. I think they're getting more and more confused, right? Like, what are you talking about? Maybe even insulted, like they've been following Jesus around for three years, they love Jesus like, the, maybe insulted at the fact that, like, Jesus, you really think we would just let somebody do that to you? Like, what are you talking about? What is happening right now? But, but Jesus isn't, isn't letting them just take part in the normal Passover meal. He's doing something different. He's telling them about what's going to happen. Specifically, the reason why all that is going to happen. And the answer to that may be the two most significant words in this entire passage that we read. And it's these words, for you. Right? This is my body broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you. What I'm going to go through, I'm going through for you. Right? To create a new covenant. Create a new covenant. Jesus was, he was pointing to the cross. He his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection, wherein he would pay the price for the sins of all mankind. He would create this new covenant where anyone that would put their faith in him and his sacrifice on the cross, anybody who would take part in the redeeming work he was about to do would be forgiven of every sin. It would be set right, set in right relationship with God and would be ensured eternal life with him. Because with the fall of man, way, way back in Genesis, like all the way back, got to go right past the table of contents. Way back in, with the fall of man in Genesis, our perfect relationship with God, right? The relationship we have with God was broken, broken by the sinfulness of man. And literally from that point until this point, and even today, we've been furiously trying to fix that 
by our own means, and that's not possible. It's just not possible. God gave, uh, God gave us the sacrificial system long ago, uh, which he accepted as atonement for sins that had been committed, but not, not the sins that would be committed. So there was kind of a frustration there that uh, you, like, stub your toe, walk into the market, and you say a curse word. You got to go, like, do a burnt offering for it. And then, like, you drop and break your iPhone on the way back from the temple, and you, like, say, like, 70 curse words. You got to go back to the temple, right? There's frustration there. There's yearning for something greater that would, that would encompass more. Even the Passover feast itself celebrated the, the sacrifice of a lamb whose blood was spread over the doorway to appease the wrath of God. But even that sacrifice, that atonement was limited, right? It was only for that one instance. And that brings us to the sacrifice of Jesus. The sacrifice of Jesus. The sacrifice that Jesus was pointing them towards. See, Jesus was the final sacrifice, right? The once and for all sacrifice. He would, he would establish this new covenant and that what we could never do for ourselves, he was going to do for us. He was the perfect lamb without blemish, whose broken body and shed blood took on the wrath that was reserved for us so that the sin that separated us from our creator God would be paid for by his sacrifice so that we in faith we could enter back into this relationship with God into the joy-giving peace-filling presence of our creator of our father I think it's easy for us to like maybe know that maybe remember that but for, for that to really sink into our heart and change who we are and guide our lives. Joy filling. Peace emanating. The presence of our Father living in that way. Listen to me. Jesus did that. He, he, he sacrificed. The sacrifice of Jesus It was done for you. He did it for me. God created all of us. All of humanity. We're made in the image of God, y'all. Y'all know that? I mean, that's worth celebrating by itself. But he created all of us to have a relationship with him. Sinful people can't have a relationship with a sinless God. It doesn't work out for the sinful people. All right, imagine me trying to get closer and closer to the sun. Like sunburn, like level 2,000, you know? burnt crispy it doesn't work that's why we need jesus that's why we need the cross doesn't doesn't matter what you've done what you haven't done where you've been where you haven't been jesus has made a way for you to be made right with god and all it takes is faith so jesus is pointing the disciples towards his coming sacrifice towards this new covenant of faith that he would establish and so he says he's been looking forward to this meal for a long time to spend this time with them before he suffers. And he breaks the bread, he passes the cup, and then he says this phrase, which is the answer to why we do the Lord's Supper. 
like why we do this. He says this, do this in remembrance of me. Doesn't get much simpler than that, does it? Do this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of what I'm going to do for you. I'm about to, I'm about to sacrifice myself for you. You celebrate that by doing this for me. Now, this isn't the only thing that we do, but this is one of the things. It's pretty simple, I think. I love it. Do this in remembrance of me. So he institutes this new celebration, the Lord's Supper, so that, so that we would regularly remember what Jesus Christ did for us and what that means for our relationship with God. But the thing is, in this passage, before he says, do this in remembrance of me, he says this. He says, take this and divide it among yourselves. Right? Take this, divide it among yourselves. Before you remember something, you have to know it in the first place. Before you celebrate the salvation work of Jesus on the cross, you have to have experienced it. You have to have taken part in it. It has to have changed your life. You have to receive what is being offered to you by Jesus. He's saying, take this. You have to be saved. And so, honestly, for some of you in here, you're like, I've been a believer for 20 years. Been a believer for 10 years. Doesn't, I've, I am a believer. I'm a follower of Christ. So I know where you're going with this, Ben. This is where we do the invitation. And so I've just been tuning out. Don't tune out. Right? Because every time we hear the gospel, it should remind us of that first time that we heard the gospel. Right? It should just make us fall more and more in love with our creator, with Jesus, who sacrificed himself for us. But honestly, guys, before we transition into this time of the Lord's Supper, where we ask, like, honestly, respectively, that if you're not a believer in here, that you just, you know, that you just don't take part. Respect, respectfully, you know, not to be mean, not to exclude you, but just this is a, this is a believer's practice. But also, if we're going to say that, I feel like I need to make an opportunity for any last-minute takers, pun intended, right? So here's what I want us to do. Everybody in here, just bow your heads, close your eyes. As we kind of wrap up, I just, I feel like we need to do this. I feel like every time we, we present the gospel, we need to allow an opportunity to respond to the gospel. So as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want you to think about this. Where are you today? Where are you today? Are you following Christ in your life, are you walking with him daily? Are you remembering his sacrifice for you? Does it take something like the Lord's Supper to remind you of that? Or is that something that you are reminding yourself of daily by diving in the word? Or are you in here and you don't know him personally? You don't have a relationship with Christ. But you would like to and would like to today. Here's what I want you to do. If you want to make a decision to become a follower of Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Just want to make sure we want to make sure that every that there is an opportunity to make that statement, to make that decision today. So on the count of three, if that's you, you want to make a decision for Christ, 
Raise your hand on three. One, two, three. And for us of us, for those of us in here, already believers, I just want you to think about the rest of that phrase that Jesus says, He said, take this, and he said, divide it among yourselves. Distribute it among yourselves. That's hugely important. In other words, share the blessing with each other. When I first got up here, I was open and honest with you guys. So if if we're being open and honest right now, how well are we doing that? How well are we sharing the love of Jesus with those around us? Because the answer is, is we can always do better, right? We can always do that more, do that better, do that louder. So just with your heads, continue to be bowed and eyes closed. As we transition into the Lord's Supper, let this, let this act that we're about to take part in remind you of the sacrifice of Jesus, what he did for you on the cross, that he frees you from sin and shame and frees you to a life so much better, full of joy, full of peace that might not be easy but it's not alone and it's not without hope it's not without the promise of eternal life so I'm going to pray for us and what's going to happen is we're going to sing a song during the distribution of each each element so you don't have to go anywhere we're going to bring the bread and the juice to you, we're going to sing a song I want you guys to sing these songs In a celebratory way, I want to sing them loudly. Mean the words that you're saying. And then between each, I'm going to share some scripture with us. But before we do anything, I just want to pray for us, okay? So let's pray. Father God, we feel your presence in here, in this moment moving. And I just ask that you would do the work that you need to do. Even if that means that things need to be uncomfortable for some of us so that then later on they could be made right and comfortable. I pray that you would do that. I pray that as we take part in the Lord's Supper this morning, that every single person in this room, that we as a church, Freedom Fellowship, would do this in remembrance of Jesus. That we would be completely focused on what this means and taking part in this what taking part in this means, that we are followers, that we are doers, we're not spectators or fans. And I pray that you would help us to leave this place today reminded of the cross of Jesus and challenged and encouraged by the cross of Jesus. We love you so, so much. We thank you for the cross. Bless this time and speak to us. Continue to work in this place. In your son's name we pray. Amen.